want to thank God uh, once again for this wonderful moment that he has granted us um, in this wonderful uh, day that he has also granted us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, today, um, I want to speak about the joy uh, uh, of the Lord is our strength, all right? The joy of the Lord is our strength. Uh, I believe someone is going to be encouraged by the way that I'm going to speak because um, I feel that the Lord wants to encourage someone. The Lord wants to strengthen someone today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Right, so let us open our Bibles to the book of Nehemiah, chapter 8. Nehemiah, chapter 8, right? And I'm going to be reading verse 10, right? Verse 10. Nehemiah, chapter 8, verse 10. And the Bible says, Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them, for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the portion of scripture that I really want in verse 10 is the last part of that verse, which says, Do not be sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Do not be sorry, for the joy of the Lord is is your strength. All right. So, uh, Israel, Israel was taken into captivity, isn't it? I'm sure you know about that. All right. It was taken into captivity. Uh, uh, first, Israel was taken uh, into, into captivity by Assyria. And then Judah was taken into captivity, isn't it? By Nebuchadnezzar, isn't it? Right, uh, and they were taken to Babylon, right? But um, after 70 years, right, what happened? The people of Israel were restored to the land, right? Uh, specifically, those that had been taken to Babylon, they were restored to the land of Israel, okay? So after they were restored to the land, there was a rebuilding that was supposed to be done, okay? So after that period of rebuilding, uh, uh, there's a time when uh, 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 Ezra, the priest, did the reading of the law, okay? So when he read the book of the law, uh, uh, and the, the ministers of the word caused the people to understand the law, most of them, right, they began to weep because of the extent to which they had sinned against the Lord. Because many times when people sin against the Lord, some of them, uh, they, they are not aware that they are doing wrong, right? And some, uh, some of them are not aware of the extent of sinning against the Lord that they would have done. So after the law was read, that's when they realized, oh, we have sinned greatly against the Lord, all right? So they were sorry. Uh, 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 they were convicted uh, by the words of the law, Okay. But uh, uh, um, this was not, uh, as much as they were convicted, as much as they were sorry, uh, it was not a day that they were supposed to be what? To be sorrowful, okay? It was a day that they were supposed to rejoice. Why? Because the Lord had remembered them. The Lord had restored them to the land, all right? 
So as much as it was good for them to be convicted, and as much as good it was there, uh, it was for them to turn back to the Lord, right, with all their heart. It was not a time to be sorrowful, but it was a time to be joyful in the Lord. Because the Lord was their salvation. The Lord had delivered them. The Lord had saved them. Are, are you getting this? Right. So that was the background of the story. But uh, you are going to see that this particular statement, do not be sorry for the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's something that is very, very important in our lives even today. Because we have a lot of people that are sorrowful. Because that word sorry, right, can be uh, uh, also uh, um, rendered as sorrowful or do not be worried or do not grieve, isn't it? For the joy of the Lord is your strength. So we are going to find out that there are a couple of people who are what? Sorrowful today. As I'm speaking right now, someone may be sorrowful. As I'm speaking right now, someone is worried. As I'm speaking right now, someone may be grieving, you see. But the word of the Lord is saying, do not be sorrowful. Do not be worried. Do not grieve. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Are you getting this? The Bible is not saying, uh, uh, do not be sorrowful or do not grieve or do not be worried because you have everything that you want. No. The real reason why you are sorrowful and the real reason why you are worried or you are grieving is because maybe you have lost something in your life. Maybe you don't have something that you want in your life. But the word is not saying, be joyful because you have all that you need. The word is not saying, be joyful because you have not lost anything. During this pandemic, uh, some have, uh, have lost, uh, lost, I mean, loved ones, isn't it? Right? So, they can grieve. They can be sorrowful. But then the word of God is coming to strengthen you. The word of God is coming to what? To, to, to encourage you. Some have, uh, have lo lost jobs, right? The word is coming to strengthen them, to encourage them. Saying, no, don't worry about it. Because the joy of the Lord is your what? Is your strength. Why is the joy of the Lord, uh, uh, why, why is the joy of the Lord your strength? Well, someone may be asking that, how can the joy of the Lord be my strength? That uh, a, a particular phrase itself might actually confuse some people to say, what is the joy of the Lord? <laughs> okay. Maybe this is the King James rendering. What is the joy of the Lord? But maybe to simplify it, I would uh, probably say, joy in the Lord, your joy in the Lord. That is your strength. Rejoicing in your God is your strength. Are you getting this? You know, there are a lot of things that we cannot do on our own. There are a lot of things that even when we worry about them, we cannot change the situation. If you have lost a loved one, does worrying change the situation that that loved one is departed, for example? It cannot change. If you have lost the job, does worrying change the fact that you have lost a job? Because right now, maybe with this lockdown, a lot of people have lost jobs. A lot of them have uh, lost their livelihoods, okay? Some are vendors, for example. They cannot vend anymore. So they are worried, where am I going to get the money, all right? But I want you to understand this. Worrying does not change anything. 
Being sorrowful does not change anything. Rather, those things are things that will affect your health. So you are actually adding trouble on the trouble that is already there. You see what I'm saying? So the word of God comes in now to say, no, 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 no. Rather than being worried, rather than being sorrowful, you must what? Have joy in the Lord. Because that joy is your strength. Now, I want, I, I want you to see this. Someone who is worried, that person cannot have faith, all right, in the same time that he is worried. You, can, you, you cannot be able to exercise your faith or your trust in God if you are worried. You get this? You cannot. You cannot, you see. But joy in the Lord goes hand in hand with faith. It goes hand in hand with the trust in the Lord. Because if you see someone who does not have anything being joyful, you are bound to even ask a question to say, why is this person joyful? Why is this person happy when the situation is like this? And the reason that you give them is that I have joy in the God of my salvation. I have joy in the Lord. I cannot change my situation, but I know that the Lord can change my situation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That is the reason to have joy in your life. Even if right now you are looking at a situation that you are saying this situation is not good, but in that particular situation, have joy in the Lord. Be joyful in the Lord. Praise the Lord. Worship your God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. You know, I like what Habakkuk said in Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17. Because this is going to bring out what I am saying, isn't it? Maybe in a better light, in a better way. Habakkuk says, although the fig tree shall not blossom, right? Neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat or no food, okay? The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no head in the stores. Look at this. So he is saying, although I may uh, uh, face all these situations where my crops will not yield any what? Any food. Where I am not left with any cattle in the pen. Where I am left with nothing, all right? So you can even bring in your situation, any situation that, that you might be facing right now in your life. You get this? Although this is happening in my life, although this has happened in my life, but Habakkuk is now saying, even though all these things have happened, yet I am left with one thing. That one thing I will never lose. That one thing, I will continue holding on to that. You might not have, uh, you know, lost anything, but you have dreams that you want to achieve. There are things that you are dreaming about saying, if only I'm able to do this. If only I'm going to achieve this. <laughs> but even if that thing has not yet happened, there is one thing that you must never lose. Because Inside that particular thing, that is where your hope is. Your hope of achieving something. Your hope of achieving your dream. 
It's inside this thing which Habakkuk said in verse 18. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Look at this. So even if I am seeing all these things, even if all these things are happening or have happened in my life, but there is one thing that I will never lose. And that is what rejoicing in the Lord. He says, I will joy in the God of my salvation. Why is he saying I will joy in the God of my salvation? Because God is a God of salvation. God serves. Are you getting this? So Habakkuk was saved by God before. <laughs> and God continues to save Habakkuk. And Habakkuk also sees that in the future, God will remain the God of his salvation. God will remain saving him. Tomorrow he's expecting God to save him. Next week he's expecting God to save him. So he remains the God of his salvation. He joys in the God of his salvation. Because he's saying, although I may not have these things, but yet I will rejoice in my God because he is the God who saved me. He is the God who delivered me out of my troubles. So, even if the fig tree shall not blossom, it doesn't mean it will not blossom. Because he has faith in his God. You get this? He has faith in his God. Even if the flock shall be cut off from the fold, yet he will continue to rejoice in his what? In his God. Because this God is the ability to save him. Whether they are cattle or they are no cattle. Whether they are what figs or they are no figs. You remember the story of uh, 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 Elijah. Alright. Elijah was fed by God supernatural. He was fed by God supernatural. So those things have been recorded for our learning. They've been recorded for us. God can do it. In the dream that you have, God can make it what? Materialize supernatural. The question is, do you have faith in the God of your salvation? That even if you lose something, yet that God has the ability to take care of you. That God has the ability to support you. Look at what happened uh, to the man called Job. He was the greatest man in the East, yet he lost everything. And he became like a poor man, isn't it? But yet God, when he began to restore in his life, he doubled up things. Such that Job had more than what he had in the beginning. You get what I'm saying? So sometimes you can see it as loss. But behold, as long as the Lord is with you, you need to rejoice in the God of your salvation because God will save you. God will bear you up. God will support you. God will protect you. God will bless you. God will lead you to the fulfillment of your destiny. You know, we need to align our lives with God's what plan for our lives. Oh my God, are you hearing what I'm saying? We need to align. 
Because at some point you will find out that the position that we are in is not aligning with what God's will. So you need to allow God to change things in your life. You need to allow God to make even painful what changes in your life. For the sake of your life and for the sake of your soul and for the sake of your destiny. God has to change things in your life. So that you may uh, uh, accomplish that, word, that plan that he has for your life. To Abraham, he said, Abraham, you need to get out <laughs> of the land of the Chaldeans and go to the land that I'm, I'm going to show you. That was not an easy decision for someone to say, okay, I'm going to leave this place to go to a place that I don't know of. So he had to have faith in the Lord. Are you getting this? He has not seen the place, whether it's good or bad, but he has to want to believe God. Because if God had said, go with me, and I'm going to take you there, and I'm going to show you the place. <laughs> so what is left is your faith and trust in the Lord that, you know, if God is saying, I need to go there, then he has a good reason why. And there's nothing to fear. There's nothing to fear. Because God is always for me. He's never against me. So even if you face challenges, because, you know, when Abraham... Uh, 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 obeyed God. He did face a few challenges, isn't it? In his journey. Is that not so? At one time, uh, his wife was almost taken, isn't it? Sarah was almost taken. But God was there to protect him. So some of these things can happen in your journey of life. But that doesn't mean you have been destroyed. <laughs> That's the end of it. No. God is a reason. As long as you are a child of God, God is a what? He has a reason. He is going to protect you. He is, uh, he is going to take you through. Uh, through. Exodus 15 verse 2. The Lord is my strength and song. And he has become my salvation. The Lord is my what? My strength. So you can have someone who is saying, oh, I, I don't have any strength. I'm weak. I don't know what to do. But the Bible is saying the Lord is my what? My strength and my song. So when we are saying rejoice in the Lord, you must have a song in your heart. Can you say you are rejoicing but you don't have a song in your heart? There must be a song, isn't it? There must be a song in your heart. You know, don't let your heart be overcharged. <laughs> right? We spoke about that. The Bible says don't let it be overcharged with suffering. Don't let it be over, overcharged with worry, hmm? with a lot of things, with sorrow. Replace it with a song. <laughs> oh my God, I hear what I'm saying. Rejoice it. Uh, I mean, re replace, replace it with a song and then rejoice <laughs> in the Lord with that song that you have in your heart. I want you to think of a song right now that you can sing to the Lord. As you rejoice in the Lord, in the God of your salvation. You know, salvation, when I just think about that word salvation, you know, the Lord has done so much for me. You know, there's this song which says, what can I render unto Jehovah? Hmm? For he has done so much for me. What can I do? When I think of my salvation, that the Lord saved me from my sin and washed me clean. What can I render unto Jehovah 
who has done so great things for me. He has done so much and done to him. What can I do? Such that even if I think about other things, <laughs> to say, oh, I want this, I want the Lord to do this for me. Oh, why did the Lord let these things, this thing happen? But what can I render unto him for the salvation that he has rendered unto me? So even if he doesn't do anything else, but for this salvation, for saving me, for cleansing me, for giving me life in Christ Jesus, for giving me hope, what can I render unto Jehovah? Oh my God, in the name of Jesus, amen. So that is a song that I have in my heart. I don't know the, a, a song. Uh, what song do you have in your heart? What do you have? In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. In Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, the Bible says, Fear thou not. Fear thou not. This is what the Lord always says. Fear not. It doesn't matter what situation is prevailing at the moment. The Lord always says, fear not. Because he does not fear anything or fear anyone. You get what I'm saying? In the Gospels, do you have any instance where you hear the Bible saying, and Jesus feared, or Jesus was in fear? No. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So we must be like our Lord. We must be like Jesus. He is the firstborn among many brethren. We are supposed to be like him. Fear not. The world must not look at us and they see us quaking like they do whenever they are confronted with situations. No. Not even death. We don't quake in the face of death. Because death is a what? Is a gateway to a greater life. Oh my God, are you hearing what I'm saying? In the name of Jesus, amen. We don't fear that. That's why when you read the book of Acts, these apostles were not afraid of anything. Even the apostle Peter, uh, uh, he would tell his people, you know what, it's about time that I leave this world now. As the Lord has shown me. <laughs> so the Lord actually spoke to Peter saying, uh, you know, Peter, time is up. So make sure that you speak to the saints. I think your last words now. Uh, get ready to be with me. You are, you, are, you are coming home. Oh my God. And you know what? Peter was not sorrowful. He did not cry. He rejoiced. He rejoiced in the Lord saying, Oh, it's my time to go home now. I've run my race. I've finished it. So as Christians, when the Lord says, It's now time to go home. We rejoice. <laughs> we don't cry. We don't weep. Oh my God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is the difference between people that are in the faith and people that are in the world. So if you, uh, your behavior is otherwise, then you are acting like someone who is in the world, who has no hope. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. You hear this? Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. Fear not because I am with you. Is the Lord with you? So why are you fearing? Why are you in fear? Because he says, fear not because I am with you. And then he says, be not dismayed for I am thy God. Why are you dismayed? Why are you sorrowful? 
Why do you look as if you have no hope in your life? The Lord is saying, don't be dismayed. For I am your, I am your God. Then he says, I will strengthen thee. <laughs> oh my God, I love this. I will strengthen thee. Yeah, I will help thee. I will strengthen you. I will help you. Oh, my God. You know, right now I'm, I'm already feeling the strength. <laughs> the Lord has increased my strength as I'm reading this scripture. Now, just think a little bit in your life. What are you worried about? What are you dismayed about? What do you think you will not achieve in your life? And you are saying, oh, will I be able to do this? Will I? You know, I remember very well uh, when I was still in school, when I saw people, you know, driving their cars and what, what. At that time, I, I even asked myself to say, even a 323, will I be able to drive a 323? You get what I'm saying? So to me, it seemed as if it's something that I will not achieve until I die. But praise be to God. I didn't drive a 323, but even better than a 323. You get this? So my point is that there are things in your life you think you may not be able to achieve. And you have some fear in your heart. You have some dismay in your heart to say, will I be able to do this? But the Lord is speaking to you saying, fear not. <laughs> For I'm what? I'm with you. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. That is powerful. That is very powerful. The Lord is saying, I will what? I will help you. That's why we need to commit our plans unto the Lord. We need to commit our desires unto the Lord. Commit what you want to achieve to the Lord. And then the Lord will help you. You get what I'm saying? He will help you to achieve those things. But make sure that your dreams are always in line with the word of the Lord. They are in line with the word of God. Then the Lord will strengthen you. The Lord will what? Help you. He says, yeah. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. I will uphold you. You will not fall. You will not fall. <laughs> you know, most of these things, sometimes we may seem as if we have regressed, we have fought, we have, we have uh, fallen and things. No, 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 no. no. As long as the Lord is in, in your life, that is okay. You are still fine. You are still okay. Because the Lord is with you. The Lord will strengthen you. The Lord will what? Help you. The Lord will support you. So that is the reason why you must what? Joy in the Lord of your salvation. He is right there. He is a present help in times of trouble. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You know, at a time when Joshua was about to take over from Moses, all right? Moses was a great leader, okay? So if you are someone who is coming to fill in Moses' shoes, those shoes will certainly be too big for you. You won't be able to, isn't it? So here is a young Joshua who is coming to fill in the shoes of Moses. The shoes are too big. But thank God Joshua was not alone, isn't it? Joshua was with the Lord. Because the Lord said unto Joshua, as I was with Moses, 
I will also be with what? With you. So it's not about your age. It's not about how young you are. And as long as the Lord is with you, you are going to accomplish the things that he said you what? You accomplish. You get what I'm saying? So in verse 9, the Bible says, If I, if not I commanded thee, right? If I not commanded you, if I not spoken unto you, he says, be strong and be of a good courage. Be not afraid. You see, these things are, are always retaining. Be not afraid. Be strong. All right? So at no time as Christians should we be seen as weaklings, as people who do not have hope, because the Lord is with us. You get this? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. So he's saying, the Lord is with you wherever you are, you go. Wherever. Right now you are seated in your home, right? Listening maybe to this message, the Lord is with you. <laughs> when you stand up from there to go to the shops, the Lord is with you. When you go to work, the Lord is with you. Everywhere that you go, the Lord is with you, wheresoever you go. Because, you know, when the Lord gave us the Holy Spirit, he says, he shall abide with you forever. Isn't it? That means the Holy Spirit is with you always. So if the Holy Spirit is with you always, then the Lord is with you wheresoever you want. You go. So he says, as long as he's with you, no fear in your life. <laughs> he says, be strong. Be strong and never be dismayed. You know, the real power of the Lord, the miraculous power of the Lord, is released in your life when you have joy in your life and when you have faith in your life. You get what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's when the miraculous power is shown. So, for example, if you don't have food in your house, right, as an example, if you sit down, right, very sorrowful and crying, there is no faith there. And most likely, a miracle may not happen. You get what I'm saying? But maybe what the Lord will simply do, because of his mercy, he might move on your behalf. Because of his what? Mercy. But that is different now, when the situation is like that, but yet you rejoice, and you what you sing to the Lord, and you are saying, Lord, you are my salvation. Lord, I believe that you give me a miracle. That is different. You get this? So that is a much better situation when you actually show that joy in the Lord. When you show your faith in the Lord. Because the Lord is pleased with faith. He is not pleased with your tears. You get what I'm saying? If you really want to please God, he wants faith from you. <laughs> He wants to see you rejoicing. You know, just like what the apostles did. They were arrested and put in prison. And then they sang praises. In prison. Oh my God. I tell you, some people would be weeping right then saying, Lord, why have you forsaken me? Why am I in this prison? But they were saying praises. And that's how they were delivered by the angel. 
Look at the character of uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Look at that. So if you really want to see God and what God can do, rejoice in troubles. Rejoice in adverse situations. Then you will see God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. So as, as I'm about to finish this message, I'm going to take you to the book of Philippians, chapter 4, all right? Where Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice. You see, that is the joy of the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. Did he say sometimes? He didn't say sometimes. He said always. So, when he says always, that means in the good times and in the bad times. That means on the mountain and in the valley. Rejoice always. Because, you know, we, we have some people who have this tendency of saying, uh, because of all these problems, then worshiping God is not helping me. I'd rather not what? Go to church. I'd rather not worship. You are being a fool. You are being a fool, isn't it? Because the Bible says rejoice in the Lord always. <laughs> now, I, I, let me tell you this. When you became a Christian, did God promise you that you are not going to pass through problems or trials? Did he? But rather, the word of God actually says you will pass through trials and temptations. But she continue holding on to the faith. That's what the Bible says. So there is no reason for you to go back because you went through a what? A, a, a challenge. Or you went through some trouble. Or something that challenged you. No. You are actually walking biblically. Because the word of God actually said this is what is going to happen. And Jesus said in this world you face what? Tribulation. Troubles and challenges. He even said it. So there is absolutely no reason why a Christian should go back because of problems in this world. Because he even said you will pass through. We studied the life of Paul. Look at what happened to Paul. Even when God called Paul, he said, I'm going to show him how much he's going to suffer for my name. Look at that. Look at that. Being called to suffer for the name of Jesus. I bet some of you, when you hear that, you run away with your life saying, what? Suffer for who? But someone was called to suffer for his name. And we read through the book of Acts. You saw how he suffered. Being taken from one prison to another. Being taken from one judgment to another. Being beaten. At one time they thought he was dead. When they stoned him. But he kept on holding on. And then we have this person who is saying, I'm, I'm not going to church because uh, uh, my business is not moving. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say what? Rejoice even when things are like that. <laughs> That's what Habakkuk said. Even Paul, when he wrote the book of Philippians, he was in prison. Someone in prison is telling someone outside, rejoice, always rejoice. Because he's saying, in here, I'm rejoicing. Even though I'm here. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So, his uh, uh, advice in verse 6, right? This Paul's advice. He says, be careful for nothing. In other words, do not be worried about, about anything. 
but in everything by prayer and supplication. With what? Thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. Just let God know what is eating you. Just let God know what your problem is. Just let God know what you, uh, what you are expecting, what you are looking for, what you are dreaming about, what you want to achieve. That project that you want to do, let the Lord know because the Bible has said, I will help you. <laughs> Isn't it? My God, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So as you do these things, as you joy in the Lord, as you make your requests known unto God with thanksgiving, always rejoicing, then the Bible is saying the peace of God will keep you. The peace of God will come upon you. That peace which passeth all understanding, it shall what? Keep your minds. It shall keep your hearts. What? Through Christ Jesus our Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. So rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say what? Rejoice. It doesn't matter what it is that you are facing. Rejoice in the Lord. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We can stand up on our feet. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. We just want to go before the Lord and pray. All right. The Bible is saying rejoice in the Lord. So right now, what I'm expecting is that everyone who is listening to me is now smiling. If you are not smiling, you are now smiling. Are you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> if you had no hope, smile because you have hope in the Lord. The Lord is your salvation. The Lord is your deliverance. He says, I will help you. He says, I'm there. I will strengthen you. Fear not. So you must begin to rejoice. You must begin to have a song in your heart. My God, in Jesus' mighty name. Because the Lord is your salvation. The Lord is going to save you. The Lord is going to make sure that you achieve what you are what? You are dreaming about. That thing that you want in your life, God can do it for you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So begin to pray and begin to thank God for the things that he has already done in your life right now. And that which is what he is going to do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Begin to pray and thank him for the miracle that is coming into your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. My God, glory to Jesus. Father, we thank you once again. My God, my God, the God of my salvation. In Jesus' mighty name, we want to thank you, my Father. We want to praise your name, oh my God. In Jesus' mighty name, according to your word, when you said rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. When you said fear not and don't be dismayed because the Lord is with you, because the Lord is with us. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, the Lord will save us. The Lord will keep us. The Lord will deliver us. The Lord will protect us. The Lord will help us. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Lord, we want to thank you because we know that we are secure in you. In the name of Jesus Christ, even though we might have lost some things, but we have not lost you, O oh Lord. We have not lost the Lord. The Lord is always with us. In the name of Jesus, and our Lord will save us, and our Lord will keep us. 
Oh my God, in Jesus' mighty name, our hope is alive in the Lord. Makunde, Maundisa, Mandebia, Mande Kalusa, Mautania, Maukalede, Mausade Bibina Koliadu, Masande, Maukade, Maukadiano Zos, Maukadia Bolate, Bozash Migedelio, Koris Ogra 